Here we go, here we go, here we go. It is Tuesday, Tech Tuesday here at IE Live, and I am your host, Catherine Brown. We are so glad you're with us on this Tuesday. We're really, really excited uh, today to have our very own Lola Carreno on the stream. You know her better as Cyber Lola. She's always in the chat, always talking, and very, very involved in uh, the community. So we are super excited to dive in to uh, meet Lola, get to know her a little bit better. And, uh, and really answer your questions as well. So I'm sure a lot of you guys have questions for her. Before we get started, as we do each time we stream here on INE Live, I wanna let you know we are streaming live right now across many social media platforms, including LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe with the notifications turned on for whichever platform you're using so that you can stay in the loop when we do go live. We of course want you to get involved, talk to us, talk to others. We'd love to see those relationships develop over uh, chat. I love Bob Bob saying in there, the interview, everyone has been waiting for us finally arrived. We all cannot wait to uh, to get to know Cyber Lola a little bit better. So yeah, talk to us, talk to others, talk to each other. We have a team monitoring chat. If you have a comment, drop it in there. If you have a question, go ahead, do us a favor, drop a cue in the beginning of those questions so we can find those easily. We'll get to as many as we can today. And if you forget, Cyber Lola will remind you to put a cue in the beginning of that. You know she will. <laughs> We are now ready to bring in Lola Carreno. Lola, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you so much, Catherine. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Super happy to be here. Oh, <laughs> Sorry so, to come so in, laughing, but the, the, the cue before the questions always puts a smile on my face. <laughs> it's a I, weekly I job that I, I, I really appreciate. <laughs> Oh, it is, it is great. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is awesome. You know, every time you do that, I, uh, I always chuckle a little bit, just knowing you and knowing your personality and uh, you're just, just a very funny person and a fun person. And then I always see that come up and I'm like, oh no, nobody's getting away with asking a question without a cue. Well, we're on it, right? We're on it. Well, it was explained to me that that's the rules of, of the of the stream. So I am the one, the first one to try to follow and enforce them. After all, security people have to be enforcing security and rules. Don't you know it? Don't you know it? <laughs> So uh, I, I apologize, I'm having a, a few audio issues here today. So if you're getting a delay, we're trying to work those out behind the scenes. But um, Lola, as we welcome you in here, I want to give you a little, I want to give our audience a little, uh, a little background on you, on who you are and uh, kind of what you're all about. Um, Lola is a cybersecurity engineer here at INE based in Tokyo, Japan, where it is about, what is it, two in the morning there, Lola? Uh, so this is really time. <laughs> Uh, Lola has a strong interest in penetration testing, networking, and cloud security. Lola has more than 20 professional certifications and credentials. I don't know how many years I stopped counting at 20 because I was running out of time. Uh, but those include the EJPT as well as many others. <laughs> many others including uh, specialties like ethical hacking, MITRE attacks, and pen testing from organizations like Attack IQ, Pentester Lab, LinkedIn, Cisco, and of course, INE. And she is this close 
this close, she says, of complete, completing the INE Certified Cloud Associate, the newly released ICDA. Yes. Uh, which you know, yeah, I really want to get into it, but I have been busy with work, you know, <laughs> and work comes a little bit first for me than my own <laughs> personal certifications. Well, I will get to that. I will get to that. It's something that I've, at, uh, I've at, been, we'll I've been closer. I'm sorry, go on. I think Catherine might be experiencing some audio issues, but they are going to be fixed fast. <laughs> All right. I think we're I think we're back on it now. Lola, can you hear me? Yes. Perfectly. Awesome. All right. I was having some major delays, so I apologize for that. But um, awesome. Okay. I think we're I think we're back now. Um. All right. Here we go. All right. Um, Lola, right off the bat, um, want to get into uh, first of all, want to say thank you. You're always in the stream. We've talked about that. You're always talking about the queue. But uh, just a big thank you from me and from the entire INE live team. Uh, for being in the stream every week and for doing that moderation. Oh, doing all it's the great my things. pleasure. I get a little bit, I take a little bit of a break from my security <laughs> obligations and tasks and I go just have fun in the chat and interact. It's awesome. It's all fun and I love doing it. Well, we love having you there. Absolutely. We, we love having you there. So big thank you uh, to you from the entire team. Um, and I want to just get you. into a little bit about what you do here at INE. Um, you've been here a couple of years now. I'm trying to remember exactly how long you've been here, but um, it's been oh, a couple of years. Does what it do look like I have been that long? I wish. <laughs> I started in July <laughs> of 2000. I started in July of 2021. So it's like nine months. Yes. Oh, wow. Really? It yes. Seems longer than that. It feels like you've always been here. I, because I have been involved with INE before I started, so maybe that gives you the impression that I have always been like, being an employee of INE. Right? <laughs> being an employee of INE, I started in July of 2021, so nine months. Okay. Well, there you go. I said two years, so. Uh... <laughs> Nine months it is. Um, <laughs> well, we will talk again when I make my two-year work anniversary. Then we will celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fair. We'll have to have you back on the stream for that, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I just invited myself. See that? <laughs> Perfect. That's why we love you, Lola. That's why we love you. You're welcome here anytime, by the way. <laughs> Thank you um, so much. Yeah, let's, let's talk about what you do on a daily basis. Um, what sure. What is your role here within the organization? And what do you do every day? Well, I'm a cybersecurity engineer, and I work in many areas of our cybersecurity posture. I work with compliance. I work with uh, vulnerability assessments and uh, risk assessment and yeah, things like that, like securing, trying to cover our bases security-wise. So dig into that a little bit. Um, what do you mean when you say you cover our base 
security wise? Let's get specific and talk uh, about some of the things that you do uh, on a daily basis. Yes, our company has an, an infrastructure. Okay. So this infrastructure needs to be analyzed and needs to be uh, secure. That that's the purpose. The, the, when it comes to it, uh, the purpose of uh, uh, the security team is to protect the business. So uh, for this, there are many measures that need to be done. So it, it can be vulnerability assessments. We need to be compliant under many frameworks we need to have audits so yeah, lots of things lots of fun <laughs> lots of things um you know i mentioned the certifications and the credentials and everything how i mean how much education do you need to get into a position like the one that you are uh well to be honest uh i think um it's important to to be knowledgeable on, on the basics for any person who is considering a cybersecurity career. Um, it might be very tempting to just jump on, you know, it, like cybersecurity is very big. It's a field that has so many aspects, so many roles in it. But either through social media or movies, uh, uh, red teaming has become very popular, especially ethical hacking. Mm -hmm. and that, that's usually how people uh, are present. I, that's how I know about all, all this world what was through, through this, you know. And uh, it's very tempting. Okay, I saw that there's a nice uh, film or series that the guy is like hacking for a living, you know. And it's very easy to get tempted to, oh, how do, how do I learn hacking? But if you like all the foundation that is needed for you to be a success, successful professional, you will be always having to, it's a gap that, that, you all you you will have to come back eventually so it's so it's the same as building a house with a bad foundation you know the building can be pretty but if you don't have a solid foundation you will on the long run you always have some kind of issue so i would say it basics computer networking linux we do so many things in linux so you have to have a, a solid knowledge of Linux and go from there. Once you you feel that you are comfortable with IT basics, networking, Linux, then you can go forward and focus your studies on the cybersecurity. And it's another thing that I uh, kind of observe, like being active on the community, is that some people they they want they they want to be pen testers or being inside, but they don't exactly know what cybersecurity is, what the job, it, there are so many roles. <clears throat> so I think it will be super beneficial to make sure that you research each role of cybersecurity and what those roles entitle. What, what does a cybersecurity engineer do? What does a pen tester do? what a digital forensics professional does you know that that's interesting too and go from there that will that will, how i would advise anyone 
Yeah, I, I, uh, Loon Gashi asked a question and I wanna get your thoughts on this. How much network programming background do we need in order to become a successful pen tester? Programming, as in programming languages, like knowing how to code, I wouldn't say, I, on the long run, I think it's helpful, but it's not something, I think that there is this image, oh, I need to know how to code. I need to know a programming language to be in cyber. And I don't believe that's the case. It, will, it might be helpful. It's like an extra skill on your long run. That most definitely, if you know how to code, it will be helpful, but it is not a requirement. It is not, it's nothing like, oh, if I don't know how to code, if I am not proficient in a, a coding a programming language, so I cannot be in cyber. That is absolutely not the case. So um, it sounds like, you know, what you're saying is it's, it's relatively open to a lot of things, right? You can, you can have a lot of different backgrounds and still have a successful career in cyber. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because uh, what, what, what people shouldn't understand, obviously, you have the technical side of uh, a cybersecurity job when you, you are in the, in the, on a terminal running all kinds of things like a tech professional. But cybersecurity is not only being technical. You have a whole other uh, area of this field that you need to have a business understanding you need to uh, go through many frameworks and it's reading, it's knowing compliance. And, and there, are, there are many, many frameworks that, that if you want to go... So it, everyone has this image that being in cybersecurity requires you to be technical. But it's kind of, it's like a, a whole group of skills. You, if you're technical, great, you're a tech, but you your business skills are very well welcomed. If you have a background in law, cyber law, huge. Um, so yeah, it's not only being technical. Hmm. A lot more so that goes into it than, than just yeah. the technical stuff, yeah. Exactly, and soft skills. Soft skills are extremely important because people have, again, this image that I feel that is uh, shown through films and series that the, the, the cybersecurity person is the hacker that is always behind the screen, does not talk to anyone, and is like hacking 24-7. And that is not the case. And, and I know it's hard. Some, you see many people, like many people who are way better than me, that say this in, in so many streams and events. But it's hard. It's hard to believe until you yourself are in this world doing it professionally, not only studying and you don't have civil job. Uh, so you, 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 know, you listen what they're saying, but maybe you don't believe it very much until you, you finally get your job and you realize that, yes, of course, being on the, 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 the job is in the computer. So of course you're on the computer, but it's not, that's part of it. You need to uh, learn how to efficiently communicate is huge. Not, not, not only externally with uh, like maybe your company's clients or maybe, yeah, but efficiently communicate internally too with your coworkers. I mean, you're not alone. There is a team. Unless you are doing like some freelance job that you are 
is like a, a job that is only you, then yeah, you can be on your computer only, like not talking to anyone. But as long as you're a team and the goal is to efficiently complete a task, you need to, to learn how to communicate efficiently. And that can be extremely difficult. It is for me. I'm still yeah, working. We had Lily, uh, Lily Clark on the stream last week, and she was talking a lot about the importance of working with a team. And, um, you know, here, here you are saying the same thing. And it, it really is hitting home to me that it's a very collaborative position. Yes, it is indeed, indeed, and and it's not 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 even uh, within the the, the cybersecurity team that you're in. You the, the likelihood that you're gonna be collaborating with other teams within your organization is huge. So, for example, if you are a cybersecurity engineer, but you might be contacted by the sales team, maybe there is a B two B deal going on that. Uh, you, you need to give your security uh, expertise assistance, if you will. Mm -hmm. So you, you are going to collaborate for this with the sales team. Maybe on your own assessment, you found some kind of vulnerability. So you are going to contact the IT team. You need to mm -hmm. work with the developers <clears throat> towards our remediation for whatever issue you found. Yeah. Communication is key, and that is something. Is key. Yes, yes, absolutely. Communication. I think as long as you're not alone, the organization is not you, and you work with other people, which I would say that is like 99% of the cases. When you, you get a job, you're in a company, you have co-workers, you're not alone. And the, the ultimate goal is to work towards your business. So you need to to learn how to efficiently collaborate with many other teams that might not be your own. Getting along is also key. Getting along. Yeah. Trying your best to. <laughs> Being just a person who can get along with people generally. Exactly. Um, you know, be, okay, be so respectful I, of people's time. Very important. Yeah. Um, I, I want to get to this part of this because this is what I've been so excited to uh, to talk about with you uh, for, for weeks since we've been having you, uh, since we had you scheduled on the show. So um, what a lot of people may not know is that Lola is obviously a huge cyber whiz right now. Um, very, very successful, but you started out as a ballerina, a professional ballerina, which uh, I find yeah. fascinating. And your entire journey has been this odyssey of, you know, twists and turns. Um, and I just want to let the audience in on that a little bit as to where you started, how your journey went and, and how you ended up where you are now, because I think a lot of people can relate, not necessarily because they're professional ballerinas, um, but because everyone, I, and I feel like it's particularly in tech or in information security, you know, people start here and then there's all these weird like left turns, right turns, and then they end up in some position that they, they never imagined themselves in. So. Um, you know, I, I just I wanted to get to know you a little bit better and have our audience get to know you a little bit better. But you uh, you were born in Israel, right? So, so take us through your first, uh, you know, your first stage of life here and how you ended up becoming a professional ballerina. Uh, I started very, very early in life. I started when I was three years old. And almost at the same time, I, start, uh, I started studying music as well. And... Uh, 
as things progressed, I knew that there was the thing that I wanted to be doing the rest of my life, you know? Uh, you still you study music. I don't know. Like right now, I don't know if it's still a requirement, but in my time, it was. You need to understand the music to dance on it. You, so, so I studied music at the same time that I studied ballet. Uh, so, yes, I went through the years like this. I, I graduated high school and I was never the kid thinking, oh, now what college I'm going to, what career was uh, I'm going to choose. There was nothing of that. I, even though my, 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 my high school biology and chemistry teachers created a campaign to make me go to med school because I loved um, biology and chemistry were my best subjects. But I was just too involved with ballet. It was, it was like basically my life. So I went through with it. I turned pro and I was in a very nice, very high point of my career uh, until an unfortunate December day when I had to take a ride with a co-worker from the theater, from the company, and we got involved in a very bad car accident. And I was six months in the hospital, plus two years of rehabilitation. It was like a near death experience. And I think for me, the, well, yes, of course, the, the physical part was, was really bad, but to me, that wasn't the worst. To me, what was the worst was that my purpose in life ended in a second. I was lost. I, I, as, as I was working to, of course, be on my feet again physically, but I felt empty. It was, I don't know, I went through a very hard period emotionally and mentally speaking. And I just left the country. Could as soon as I was on my feet, I couldn't stay there anymore. So I, I just went a little bit to Europe to find myself and see what I was going to do next in life. I, in this period of time, I lived in three different countries, not doing anything. <laughs> and uh, that there was when I met my husband. He was a person who was extremely supportive in the lowest period of my life. And we ended up getting married, and that—that's the, on, the only reason that I'm here in Tokyo, because we moved after we got married. But life here was very different, you know. Not not only a whole new country that I had no idea what what it was all about, but also financially speaking, I had to go get a job. But <laughs> what a person who has been doing ballet since three years old, almost exclusively. It's someone who doesn't know how to do anything else. Let's be honest. So uh, it, was, it was very confusing for me. So I just got a, a, a regular eight to five job. I paid a salary, but it was boring because it was nothing that would like give me the same. I was craving the same satisfaction that I know my whole life that was like growing dedicating myself to something and, and that, that wasn't doing it and anyways we i had a conversation with my husband and he was like oh you like computers so much why, why don't you do something with the computer and um yes because i had i always had computers in my life but as a hobby something that if i had time i would be on the computer i loved it my father was an engineer he <clears throat> developed car engines for a big uh, 
car manufacturer. So he gave me my first computer when I was very small. But I never, ever, ever imagined that I would be making the computer my career. That was not in the plans. But I was like, okay. But I, in my head, a computer was something that you went to college to, to got a, a, some kind of degree in computer science or something like that. It went from there. I'm like, I, I just turned turn 30. I am too old. I can't do this. But I started researching anyways. I didn't have anything else better to do. And that's what, when I, I saw this same thing. Oh, you can do hacking for a living. I was like, that's that really? So I went further researching about it. And I got introduced to the world of cybersecurity. <clears throat> and I have a very, it's, it's in my personality. Then when I am very interested in something, I obsess over it. I want to know as much as I can. So I started going deeper, what it is, what, <clears throat> and at the same time, I started studying. And after watching many videos that were available to me, I understood that I needed to have a certain understanding of all the foundation that is required for a cybersecurity career. So fine, I started studying. It was, I had a full-time job at the time. It was a job that... Uh, had nothing to do. Okay, I used the computer, but it was nothing to do with cybersecurity. I would get back home, eat some dinner, take showers, and be until like one, two in the morning studying that every day, weekends, days off, <clears throat> forever. And that was, I was already like talking to people. And I met someone who was studying for a certain certification that when this person told me about it, I thought that was the greatest thing. It was a certification called EJPT. Who would have known <laughs> that time that I would be at INE? But anyways, so uh, I, I thought it was the greatest thing. I was like, how do I get my hands on this certification? So the person said, you sign up, you can sign for the free started test at INE.com. So I went there, I created my account and I was sold because up until I joined INE, I was studying already. I went through the whole CCNA course. I went through many of the Competia uh, uh, IT fundamental courses. I, 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 I had my fundamentals in order and I was taking an another um, ethical hacking focused course. But uh, signing an INE was kind of like the first time that I felt that I had some kind of like formal education that provided me with an structure. And that was incredibly important for me because I am the type of person that even though I might sometimes be a little weird and do things my own way, I like having a strong structure that I can follow uh, and this structure leads me to an ultimate goal that is something that I want to achieve. It helps, it helps me very much to keep focused and that was what I did. I went through, I did many other things at the same time. I did not only study at INE. I, I used other platforms to reinforce what I was learning in the INE training and the PTS training, and then I was done with it. 
but after I was done with it, uh, I have, I think it's not exclusive to me. I have some serious uh, self-confidence and low esteem issues. So I just was afraid of taking because I, I don't like failure very much. <laughs> so I was, I, I was afraid of taking the test. But talking to people was already at this point very active in the, the cybersecurity community and people knew that I was studying for this and I was basically forced to take the certification at a certain day, a certain hour. And I was like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> so I went and I thankfully passed. So that, I, I still am not very convinced. As well. I mean, it gave me the confidence to go from there. And from there was when I started going beyond and studying other courses and taking taking other other skills. And then I had an opportunity to uh, become an intern for I know I think you know this person Neil Bridges. Sure, <laughs> very familiar. <laughs> I had the opportunity to be his intern for his uh, cybersecurity consultant company. And there was an amazing opportunity. Uh, and for the first, I had, I had been a follower and I was in Neil's cybersecurity community now for a certain time. And like I had already listened to many streams where he spoke of the many areas of cyber and everything. But it's what I just told you. You listen to people and, and you know, yeah, yeah, okay. But I maybe you don't believe them very much. But once, okay, I got in, I have the job. And he was so awesome because um, up until then, I was exclusively studying pen testing, if you would. Uh, that's what I thought. I, I want to be a pen tester and that's what I spent many, many, many days, weeks, months studying only that. But with my uh, um, internship with Neil, he exposed me to a whole new side of cyber. And then I present to you another skill, if you can call that, that I find extremely important for any professional, which is to keep an open mind because maybe you can like hacking is cool <laughs> there's no question about it it's very cool but keep an open mind if you keep an open mind you might uh, find many other skills be exposed to them if you have the opportunity either through your job or your internship or your college or wherever you are and you might find that you love many things that you might not even know if you were if you didn't keep an open mind to be exposed and just do them and that i think that's the biggest take that i took from from neil's internship he gave me an opportunity to explore some other areas of cyber that i wasn't even familiar with them and i found out that i actually like them and after this internship i got the opportunity to be here any and that was when the whole world <laughs> opened to me, you know? And since I have been here, I still keep an open mind. And now it's through my job, I feel that it, keeping an open mind too, I, find, I found out that I like, for example, cloud security. 
there was something that I wasn't even thinking way back when I was so focused on like web application, pen testing and such. I love cloud security. It's awesome. It's fun. Infrastructure as code is super fun. And I was exposed to that and I said, okay, let's learn it. Turbo learn it because it is part of my job and I need to be proficient in it like really fast and try to keep up. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's about it. I, first of all, I've heard this story a number of times. I've uh, read it a couple times and pardon me, I'm getting a phone call. But every time I talk to you and every time I hear your story, it is just, I sit here in absolute amazement, not only from you know, what you did and how you went about it, but just the enthusiasm and the inspiration that you bring um, and your attitude, just never, ever stopping, just, just continuing to figure out a way, right? Um, figure out a way to make it through, to put one foot in front of the next, to, to, to just pivot your life around. I mean, it sounds like it was a journey for you, right? Like it wasn't, it wasn't easy, right? No, it wasn't. It was not easy. Um, I think I, for the sake of time, I didn't go into many details that maybe are not e even yeah. that interesting for whoever is listening. But yes, absolutely. It was not like the way I told you, oh, and later I did that. No, it was, kind of, it was not like this. It was like this. Yeah, and I and, think once you know, you're still... successful, you know, it's easy to look back and say, oh, well, you know, the road was easy for such and such, or especially looking at someone else's life. But I think you're a great illustration of it's really not easy for anybody. It's it's difficult for people in different ways, but success really is easy for anyone. No, it is not easy, but maybe the harder you work at it, the greater it feels when you achieve it. I mean, if you if it was just handed to you, it would be okay, great, next. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, I am ambitious. I I feel very accomplished when I finally get to do something, and I'm like, a, okay, next. <laughs> but it is very satisfying, and it's something that I think, due to my background in a career that require my total dedication, patience, discipline and consistency. And I think these are very good qualities to have in cyber as well, because uh, you need a, a lot of consistency, a great deal of patience, not, not only with yourself, but with others as well. So um, I think I, I and that, that's, that's one of the things that got me, that what maybe was what made me decide to want this career after spending a while like researching it and studying it because it gave me the same satisfaction uh maybe in my past career it was i i was an artist i used my body you know now i use my head <laughs> but uh it's it's also something that required my consistency my dedication discipline and patience so it gave it gives me maybe it, it, Maybe a little bit different, but it is the same satisfaction. That's why I'm still around. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's so funny that you mentioned that. I mean, that literally the next question that I thought of while you were talking is, you know, what are the similarities between being a professional ballerina and being a, 
professional cybersecurity engineer. And on their face, you wouldn't think that there are many similarities, right? But it sounds like there are. Oh, yes, they are. Yes, there are. Uh, I would say that well, for those who don't know, maybe by just watching it on TV or wherever, the ballet world is incredibly competitive. And uh, unlike cybersecurity, there is something that you can start at any age. Imagine I, I had just turned 30. I just thought I was too old. That's not the case. I learned, I learned later that you can start at any age. In Baleo, you are not going to start to train to be a ballerina third year years old. <laughs> a third year old, <laughs> no. maybe in the in the in the peak of your career already with your head in retirement. But it's something that you start very early. You know, you need a certain body type. You need uh, to to uh, uh, mold your body to do things that the human body is not supposed to be doing in a natural way, and that obviously starts very early. So if you don't have it in you, I think it's a personality that maybe you're, of course, you develop it. You, you have like uh, people around you, to, since you're, you're so small when you start. So you kind of are, are molded in a certain way. And there are people who can't, so they are just go to something else. And there are people who fit the mold that there is what they are looking for. So these people continue. But... Um, Besides, the, maybe I don't think the cybersecurity world is as competitive and at, at times a little bit vicious as the ballet, uh, the ballet world can be because you get that big role that is like, oh my God, I always wanted to be on that role. And there are like a hundred professionals who want it. Like they, your whole company wants this role. So they are like just waiting for something to go wrong with you so they can take it from you. Very hard. But, um, and I, I haven't felt the same level of competitiveness in cyber, but I think that being competitive may, um, goes together with having an, uh, an, like be ambitious. And being ambitious is a personality trait that allow, allows you to always seek career growth. You are not happy with what you know right now. And cybersecurity is a field that, con that requires content, constant studying. It's not something that, okay, I learned this, I'm done, and I'm just going to do my job. You need to be constantly learning. I think it takes a lifetime. I don't. I think um, one lifetime is not enough to know everything that it is to know in the field. But you can just do your best and pick something that you like, and just keep doing. Be consistent, but don't be content in not recycling yourself and seeking growth. It's good. Oh, I love that. I love that. Be consistent. Don't be content. Exactly. So, something else you said earlier, um, it seems so simple, but I think it's it's much more complex to actually get your head around it. You just said, just keep an open mind. Keep right? an open like, mind. Like, keep an open mind. Don't narrow your narrow your focus, narrow your goals, right? Keeping an open mind. I mean, what are the chances that you, you know, at, at 17 thought, well, by 30, I'll be a, a, a cybersecurity professional? Probably zero, right? <laughs> No, no, no. I, I, at 17, no way. My, wor my world was ballet only. I had no time for 
anything else. But uh, yeah, even now, you know, <clears throat> okay, I, I like even when I was still studying cybersecurity, I thought, my, uh, oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to study, I'm going to get really good at this, and I'm going to get a fantastic job. But my internship showed me there's show me an, another side of it and i i still like it i love pen testing i i i love ethical hacking super fun but by keeping an open mind i started studying something that i was not familiar with and i found out that i love it and i want to get i want to get better at it yeah bringing the same uh, dedication skills and you know competition and all the things from a professional athlete background into cybersecurity. This is super interesting to me. Um, so one of the things you and I talked about right before the stream started, um, a short time ago, US News and World Report put out its annual listing of the most popular the, you know, ranked jobs. Um, and let's see, inf information security analyst was the number one job um, in popularity because it's it, you know taking a lot of things into, uh, into account here, whether it's you know, the pay, the hours, the education, the, the student debt that's required to go into it. Um, and, and you come out with information security analyst. And that's slightly different from what you do, but you're very familiar with that role. And I wonder if you could just kind of expand on what an information security analyst does and some of the similarities and differences uh, with your job. Oh, sure. Uh, an analyst, um, when well, you talk about a cybersecurity analyst, uh, they usually monitor, the, the analyst can be found, for example, on a security operation center, what we call the SOC. Uh, it's a, mainly a blue team role. They work on the defense side of the house and they usually monitor networks and monitor infrastructure to um, like spot, spot attacks or and go go through these issues and the cybersecurity engineer you can you 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 work on the blue side of the the house as well but you work also on compliance you work on risk assessments you work on vulnerable you go to the red side as well is more of a it's not just restrictive as a blue team role it's more of a, I don't know the best word to say it, but it, it's a role that, that uh, enti entitles more tasks, more responsibilities. Okay. <laughs> do you enjoy your job? I mean, it sounds like you do, but um, it sounds like you get a lot of... Uh, yes, I love my job. I love my job. I always keep busy, you know, and... and having like working remotely i think it's amazing you know i can work um at the time that i feel that i am at my, my fullest potential that i feel better to just be focused it, it uh, allows me this flexibility i love it oh i'm never leaving you guys are stuck with me <laughs> <laughs> well we are very glad about that we're never gonna let you leave lola uh, and I definitely would not let you uh, let you die any live stream for sure. We love you. And I want to get to a question. There's, uh, let's see, uh, a viewer asked, what is the difference between software testing and bug hunting? I imagine that falls under your purview. Um, if you can just kind of break down these differences here, software testing. Oh, software hunting. testing. 
software testing, you're testing about application malfunctions uh, and the bug, the bug bounty, you're testing against vulnerabilities. You're looking for uh, vulnerabilities either in uh, web application or uh, mobile or networks or whatever the, the, the case is. And the software testing, you're mainly testing against malfunction. That's the difference. Okay, that's the difference. Um, what would you say is the most valuable skill that you've learned as you've worked on things now? And really, it could be anything from cybersecurity to you know something you learned as a teenage ballerina. But what would you say is the most successful skill or skill set that benefits you today in your profession? Successful, it said. Six. Yep. I want to say keeping an open mind, but um, I mean, here we are talking about like the so-called good skills that I believe I have, like being patient and dedicated. But something that I, I still struggle with is communication. So uh, I believe that improving my communication and speech it's something that I, that I, I really very self-conscious, and I believe that once I improve it, it will allow me to be more successful. So that is something that is always in the back of my head. Of course, I uh, do to my job. I have to be uh, keep on my toes. Like uh, I, <laughs> I have to always be researching and learning new things and perfecting others. But uh, this is cybersecurity related. But to be a better professional, I believe I have to really, really increase my communication skills and speech. I mean, I want to be you when I grow up, Catherine. You're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to be you when I grow up, Lola. So we can, we can switch uh, places at some point. Um, yeah, I, and something that you just said there, um, you were talking about improving, you know, improving from where you are now, kind of still focusing on learning and lifetime learning. What's next for you? Because you, I, you mentioned the ICCA that you're studying that you're looking into that. Obviously, that's not a cyber thing. That's a cloud thing. Um, or is that an cloud these days is a crucial skill in cybersecurity. You need to learn cloud, you know, if you want to like uh, broaden your your expertise in, inside this area, don't don't make it that that's another I could be talking about this for hours, you know. Sometimes I feel that people are too like this, you know. Can you believe you have in your resume you can do penetration penetration testing this and this and this and okay, 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 we understand you're an awesome penetration tester. But you have in your resume that you have business skills, you understand the business, you understand compliance, you have a, a red team experience, you know defense, the blue side, and you that makes you a complete professional. Every company is gonna want you. Keep your broaden your horizons. Don't be like this, go like this. <laughs> Don't be like this, go like this. <laughs> yeah, go, don't be like this. Go like, go like this. You know, you see. That's why I didn't has it all. You know, 
INE has cybersecurity courses in the same platform. You can uh, study cloud as well. That is super crucial. I mean, the, the, the companies now are all going into the cloud. And it's not only on no one cloud. You have multi-cloud. People are migrating. People are going all over the place with cloud. So you are going to be a cybersecurity professional in a company. You need to have a, a cloud knowledgement. So yeah, it is like the ICCA might be a cloud uh, certification, but it is crucial crucial um, skill for my job. Yeah, and we've talked a little about that as we were launching the ICCA, how it really, you know, it, it, it is beneficial to those in other disciplines, right? Cyber, networking, data science, what have you. But um, it, I love hearing it straight from you, how valuable it is. Um, and I, I know oh, yes, you're, still, you're still working on studying, right? And you said, are you are you taking it this weekend, next weekend? Sometime? I, I, I took, I took it. I took the test to one. Oh, don't do this. <laughs> I took the other one and I passed. But I need to watch the video again. Yes, I took the, the cloud fundamentals, the INE cloud fundamental ones, and I passed. But I need to watch the videos again. And I might I might be a professional, but I'm a, a student as well. You never stop being a student. And that's why so you're a successful I, professional, I believe. So yes, I want to take the ICCA. And I you asked me what's next. I want to go. I love cloud security. I kind of want to go deeper, get better in this area. I find it fascinating. Love it. Awesome. All right. Well, we uh, we will follow along with your journey. We will definitely have you back here on the stream uh, to to update us on your journey. Um, we're going to wrap things up, but thank you so much, Lola. Thank you for being here, for sharing your story. And just letting us get to know you a little better. You you are just awesome six weeks from Sunday. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I want to give a shout out to all the INE team, especially the team that is responsible for this event, the, 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 the weekly streams. Like before I was only a moderator being in chat, but now being a guest, I get to see the whole process that involves all these streams that they are done on a weekly basis. And I want to give huge kudos to all the team. It's done on an extremely professional way. So it's to me, it's an honor to get to be a little part of it. So big shout out to all the INE team that is responsible for this weekly stream. Well, awesome. Thank And thank you. Thank you for all that you do for the moderating and, and just for being here and sharing your story. We love you, Lola. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll have you back on here soon. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And want to give a big shout out to, uh, to our audience today. Thank you so much for all the great comments and, uh, and the questions and just being engaging and awesome as you always are. Really, really appreciate you guys being here. And uh, that is going to wrap up today's stream. Thank you for watching. If you missed it live, you can look for the replay across our social media channels as well as on the INE Live website. Quick plug, we'll be live again next Tuesday, March 29th, with a special Women's History Month stream featuring the women of INE. It's something you won't want to miss. Be sure to like and subscribe on the social media platform you're using so you can stay in the uh, in the loop for details when we do go live and those notifications as well. As always, bring your questions, get them ready. We'll see you next time. Until then, have a great week.